Welcome to Life Off Stage. My name is Jonathan Sanchez, your host and uh, only person on this podcast. Uh, how narcissistic do I have to be to do a podcast by myself? But um, really just wanted to get a creative outlet. Right now, doing comedy in live venues is dead to me. Um, I don't even go out to eat, like in restaurants, sit down and eat. Um, trying to avoid blowing Rona hookah smoke into each other's lungs. Listen, man, whatever works for y'all. I know you can't put your life on pause for two for 20 from Applebee's. Life got to go on, man. And you need to be able to enjoy your local TGI Fridays on a Thursday night. That's your right if you want to do that. Me, personally, I'm going to adhere to CDC guidelines. I'm going to stay in the house, man. (laughs) The internet, there's so many ways to get some content out. Um, Man, you just pick up your phone, man. Kids are doing it. So stop being a dinosaur, man. It's just like, you know, there's nothing like being on the stage. I get it. Nothing at all. There's nothing like doing comedy in front of people. You get that response. But you know what? It's on pause right now, in my opinion, for me. And I, I just, man, we just crossed the millionth uh, confirmed victim yesterday, sometime this week. And man, uh, man, COVID has the lead on us and we're acting like the series is over. Like <laughs> we're down 3-0 and COVID is just running the score up. And we're, you know, we're popping champagne. You know, we're, we're blowing the hookah smoke. We're, you know, doing our things. Life goes on. Um, having football back, but. Boy, I mean, COVID is still doing numbers. (laughs) You can have the champagne shower, you know, in your locker room as a loser too. But I mean, COVID is, I mean, KD in the finals type numbers. Just ridiculous. KD with the Warriors type finals numbers. Just, whew, there's nothing we can do. We, We are, well, there is something we can do. Stay in the house. Wear a mask. Easy stuff. Um... But yeah, you know, I just, this is going to be outlet. So we got, I actually got a couple of cool ideas that I want to do for you guys. Um, This is not just going to be me just ranting for an hour. That's kind of boring. I want to give you guys a little bit more, more fun stuff, some nuggets, some things that I find funny. Just take you down that rabbit hole. You know, I'm, I'm really going through it being at home as somebody is a comedian, a very social person. um, I'm just trying my hardest in every way possible. You check on your social friends because we're not strong anymore. We're not holding it together. Um, I'm like, I'm the thirsty friend and not like, in a. am thirsty. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm always putting a new tweet in the group chat, trying to get a conversation going. I'm talking so much trash and fantasy football. Just, I'm like a dope fiend for social gatherings. Like I'm not well, my guts hurt my body. I'm just not, I need my fix, man. I just need, I just want to, I just want to go into the room and dap up like 10 of my homies just at one time, just that. That good black man embrace, that strong dap, the pap, bring it in tight, pat each other's back, transfer that, man, I'm trying to be like you energy. You know what I mean? I just need just a good 10, man, with no no Rona, man. You know what I'm saying? I just want to tell my friends, you know, you know, you haven't seen somebody in a while. You're like, man, oh, man, you look good, man. I'm trying to get like you, man. No, nah, man, I'm trying. Listen, man, if, you, if you're out there, you're one of my friends, and it has been a while, I just know. I can't call it, and I'm trying to get like you, too. Just know that. that that's for you somewhere. Um, I, and it even changes like how I'm listening to music. Like, you know, when you hear a song and it's kind of lit right now, you're like, man, I can't wait till we like, whew, like, uh, like that snitching. 
that pop smoke with future. Oh my God. The way future comes in on the end there, that, that right there, Bobby Brown, pick a town, lock it down. I listen, I need, I just want to get, I get goosebumps thinking about that feeling when we're all like in a gathering, like, wow, y'all, y'all like this song too. This is amazing. Isn't it? This is, this is lovely. That's just the feeling. I, I, I like that when we all listen to a song in private and then we get to get together as a collective. Like, man, you've been listening to that future too? Yeah. That's what I love, man. Speaking of music, uh, Rich Gang Anniversary, uh, the album was this week. It made me think about something. Had some thoughts about it. I like a good sports analogy. And, and really, Birdman was just kind of like on that album, just like Kendrick Perkins posting with the Cavs trophy. It, it just... He kind of he kind of rode the coattails to the wing to to the ring. Kind of kind of has that Matt Barnes with the Warriors ring, where you know Matt Barnes is cool with. It. He's like, man, listen, I didn't really play in the playoffs for this one. You know, I don't really, you know, I don't, you know, I don't really count this one that well. And I, hey, listen, I can respect. It. I think you should, but listen, Birdman was going the Kendrick Perkins route. I'm a post myself with the trophy, even though I didn't sweat. Um, and you know, Birdman. I forgot he was on there, honestly. I just remember it as a Rich Homie Quan and Young Thug mixtape. And I don't know how that slipped my memory because, I mean, if you play the first track, it may, like it, I went back to, to spin the mixtape after I saw this anniversary. And, I mean, there, there's a lot of gems. A lot of gems. I mean, Young Thug and Rich Homie Quan really had, uh, you know, kind of like a LeBron and D-Wade energy where, you know, they both kind of, you know, both could, both could play on the wing, both kind of, you know, could guard guards and, you know, had that fast pace, a little bit different in their styles, but overall, you know, you know, they, they just gelled well. It was just like two, two of the same thing, kind of, but just a little bit different, but just overwhelming. Not like Shaq and Kobe where, you know, you had the big guy and the small guy, but, you know, D-Wade and LeBron is probably like a good duo to kind of, to kind of recap. I mean, Rich Homie Quan and Young Thug were both holding their own, respectively, on Rich Game. Um, and that is Rich Game. You know, Birdman, but but I don't want to discredit Birdman because the first track, Birdman gives some of the best shit talking ever. I mean, I mean the best. Um, keeping a low profile. You know, he's just been keeping a low profile since, uh, you know, put some respect on my name. But, you know, you forgot he was one of the original stunners. You know, just stunting a lot of uh, everybody else's royalty money. But... Um, that intro, you know, big stunner blunts, booling in the bondo in the bitty. I mean, just great gang talk, flexing, uh, just unnecessary things, just things that to kick off an album, I like to hear to really get me going. Trying to focus on music and fun things right now. You know, yesterday was the debate, presidential debate, and... You know, it's kind of what I expected. Um, you know, a lot of people are viewing this election and all these things in comparison to how normal or how we've normalized American democracy, the presidency, the election period. Um, ever since 2015, that's changed. And <laughs> we, like the country decided to elect somebody who was a reality star host and a Fox News segment regular. Like Trump didn't just magically decide to run for president. He had a long standing history with Fox News having segments. He used to call in. 
he really just gravit. You know, he's a. It's almost like if we elected Sean Hannity president, what would we expect? Or Bill O'Reilly, that same type of absurdity and detachment from reality. Um, you know, racist dog whistling. I mean, it's literally that in the presidency. There's no policy. There's no. Uh, there's no substance behind it, and it's what we should expect when you elect. Uh, you know, a Fox News talking host regular to make decisions on policy. Um, that's what you're going to get. Just a lot of conservative dog whistling. And I mean, it's beyond. I mean, what anything we can imagine. And I don't you know, the thing with him paying, you know, paying seven hundred and fifty dollars in taxes in 2016 came out. And there's nothing you guys are going to come up with to shame or bring to his name i mean after he was on tape admitting to sexual assault just grab him you know just grabbing him out there i i realized the bar was in hell i mean there there was literally nothing you know he said it himself he could shoot somebody and his fans will still love him and we we really decided as a nation i say we because listen your neighbors uh, your neighbors, co-workers, bosses, a lot of those people voted for him. And the, uh, you know, that we allowed that, the sexual assault stuff, the racism, the, you know, putting kids in cages. So taxes, I mean, that's so low on the totem pole of, of egregious things. I mean, it's pretty egregious. I mean, he's a self, you know, self-toted million billionaire, excuse me. Um, and it's just manipulating taxes. I mean, I paid more than seven hundred and fifty dollars in taxes in twenty sixteen, and I was broke in twenty sixteen. I was really, I was really twenty sixteen was a. No, I wasn't too broke. I was, I was doing okay, but I was actually, yeah, I was broke. I was broke. Let me, let me be honest. Um, I want to get into the real subject for today. Um, something that is really interesting to me. I saw on Twitter. Uh, I should have kept the tweet. Uh, young lady, apologies if you or somebody who's following you listens to this. You got a pretty good following too. Um, you rented a haunted house for the weekend with your friends, and that's really interesting because I'm not built for a haunted house weekend. I'm not built to. I'm not built for a fake haunted house just evening. Just going to one that I know is fake. I can't do. That doesn't even work for me. So the fact that. A black person did this. I'm really, you know, you're really a trailblazer because really black people, we don't do that paranormal activity stuff. We don't start sided. You know, we're a little religious. That's not really our flow. Not much of a goat, not much of a ghost guy. You know, grew up in the church. I know a lot of people like that. You know, you just, yeah, I'll be messing with them spirits, bro. It's just, <laughs> I'm just not, I'm just not. Wouldn't work for me, but I am intrigued by the idea of renting a haunted house for the weekend through Airbnb. Um, one, don't know what you can complain about too much to Airbnb. I kind of feel like you kind of, you kind of, you know, you kind of sealed your fate there. It's like, hey, I'm renting something or did they even rent it through Airbnb? I'm not sure. I don't want to bring any any issues to Airbnb's platform, but renting a haunted house is very interesting. And it, it took me down a rabbit hole, of course, to see some of the unique and weirdest Airbnbs that you can rent. There's some there's some good ones. I'm really intrigued by I like Airbnbs because you get to go experience somebody else's house without them there. 
And as a kid, I was really intrigued. Like when you'd go to somebody else's house, there was some one time where you started going to somebody else's house who's not your family for the first time. And that really blew my mind. I, the first person's house that I remember when I moved to North Carolina, when I was like five, went to my next door neighbor's house. Good friend of mine. And I, man, I, I went to his house. He's a white guy. And man, I went to a white person's house for the first time. And it was just a different, not that it was a white person's house. It was that it was just somebody else's house outside of my family. And when you go to somebody else's house for the first time, everybody's house has a unique smell. It's the first thing I noticed. No matter what, everybody's house has its own. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the Smiths. That's the Johnsons. Everybody had, just like farts, everybody's homes have their own unique brand, a smell, or scent, aroma. That was the first thing that stood out. Also, when you go to everybody else's house, with them there, they have different snacks. And that's another, it's another rabbit hole. I don't have to bookmark that. To uh, discuss the very first time you try somebody else's snacks. That's very... You didn't realize people are living out there like that. Like I... My friend Sean in school, he used to have the pecan swirls. And I would have... I'd be like an applesauce snack kind of guy. That's what my mom would kind of pack me. And he's like, hey man, you want to make a trade one day? I was like, well, first of all, I didn't know we could do that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that we could trade snacks like stocks. But that... That was interesting, and I traded it, and boy, that pecan swirl was amazing. From there, I realized that there's other snacks that I haven't tried that are amazing. This is all things that you learn as a kid. There's a bigger world out there, and so having that that barter system, I could expect, oh, different snacks, try different things, and listen, expand your mind, expand your world. So I'm always intrigued by other people's homes, intrigued by other people in general, just, you know, I'm intrigued by everything. Like, I want to go on a tour to, like, all of my friends or people that I know to their hometown and try, like, the best thing that they say is, like, what's the best meal in your city? What do you enjoy? What's your favorite spot? Not, like, the favorite fancy. Like, what's the, like, man, it's 8 o'clock or it's 11 o'clock at night. I need a cheeseburger. I want that spot. I want the meal that makes you feel ashamed of yourself when you're done. I want to go try that. Sta- whatever your staple is at home, I want to try that. I want to try to like diners. I, I watch a lot of Triple D diners, drive-ins, and dives. I want to be like the black Guy Fieri. Just kind of like how Action Bronson did. Just get blasted with your friends and then try food. Yes, yeah, I see that as my next progression. I'm going to give you guys some some good food takes Later on the show, one, excuse my dog in the background. Uh, it's hard to find good help here. Hey, 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 can you, can you, you are snoring. Bro, this is hard to find good help. Very is, very, very much so, especially when you don't have thumbs, makes it even worse. But I got a food history fact. Uh, coming at you guys every every episode, so stay towards the end. I got a good food history fact that I want to share with you guys. But where was I? Airbnbs. Other people's homes, intrigued by other people. I like what you guys eat and do. I'm just intrigued by people, man. It blows my mind all the time. So let's get into these here. I found some of the 10 weirdest Airbnb listings. Hey, I got to kick this dog out. Hold on one second. Boy, I love my dogs, man, but they, you know, 
working from home, recording podcasts from home, you're constantly having to make apologies for their noises in the background. So one thing you guys are going to learn about me, I have two dogs. They're a big folk part of my life. I like I like dogs and and I was about to say children. That's that's going to sound weird. Like you know, this pedophiles really ruined, you know, people who think kids are cool. Ah, uh, that's that's just bad. But see, that's just really uncomfortable. But like kids, kids and puppies. Listen, man, they're they're pure. You know what I'm saying? They don't. They're not corrupted like you guys. Or you know, they don't learn. They only learn those things to grow up in the cold hard world. But they're to watch from afar. Ah, that, that sounds weird too. I'm not trying to edit this out. It's not anything creepy. But kids and puppies warm my heart. That's that's not a weird thing to say. You should be comfortable saying that. Anyway, Airbnb, some of these top 10 weird ones here. You can get an elephant on Jersey Shore. Um, that's that's quite interesting. It's very tacky as well. Um, it stands out. Actually, that might be kind of cool to be in a to rent to rent an elephant. But Jersey Shore kind of takes that down. Okay, a psychedelic condo in Brazil. Hmm. Hmm. In the woods, a lot of painted glass and trippy, trippy. Okay, I'm I'm into that. Brazilian architecture is really is really a thing. I don't know if you guys follow architecture pages like I do, hopelessly on Instagram. Like I said, man, I'm just dealing with this COVID thing. Not me dealing with COVID, but quarantine, and I'm. Planning out, manifesting the places I want to go when I feel comfortable traveling and other countries will let us in. Uh, places I want to go. You can uh, also rent a potato hotel in Idaho. And that's that's a little too on the nose. So you might as well be, rent, be able to rent like a block of cheese home from Wisconsin. I mean, it's too on the nose, really trash. Uh, let's get to some of the interesting ones here. You don't want to see some of this whack stuff, but... A secluded treehouse in Atlanta, Georgia. Now that that's an interesting take. Um, a lot of people don't realize this, man. But outside of you know your New York's, Phillies, LA's, man, you go down to go down to the South, man. We're, we're neck and neck with the wildlife. So you think Atlanta, it's a city, but yeah, you five ten minutes out that way, you back out into the country. So Atlanta treehouse. I, I I'm intrigued by treehouses. I think anybody kind of, you know, any kid that kind of grew up in the 90s, you know the the value. Treehouse pop- propaganda was pretty high. There was a lot of a lot of treehouses in cartoons, Disney movies. Treehouse propaganda before iPads, kids would beg for a treehouse. That was the status symbol. Got to make we got to make treehouses great again. I I don't I'm so detached from kid culture. I have no idea if Kids ask for tree houses now. That that can be I could be making a false statement, but we need to make tree houses great again. That level of seclusion and autonomy as a kid. It's great. You just build another home outside of the home you already have that has no electricity and less amenities. But the autonomy itself is what we come back for. It is. It's a lot of tree houses as unique as unique things. It's tree houses. For the weird Airbnb rentals is tree houses and then homes shaped as things. There's not. Okay. 
a cave home in Provence, France. Now that's an Airbnb rental I can get behind. Like that's that's interesting. They you're bringing it there. You know, some of these other things we you know we can get this crap out of here. A fairy tale boot in Australia. I mean, get this Mary Poppins third grade book out of here. Yeah, some of these are just really small, but I'm I'm intrigued by the Airbnb thing. Maybe that's going to be the show concept. We're just going to stay at random Airbnbs and try food at different pla- people's places at their hometowns. That's that makes it better. Like traveling is good. Like I go, I, I like going to a resort. You get all you can eat. That's cool. But I don't, I don't. That is okay. I like the adventure. I like the hunt. I like going to a new place, learning about the place, trying some of the food. Like, what's the place that the people around here go eat? What's good here? You know what I mean. Let me sit down at a restaurant here. Let me help the local economy. Not help. I'm. I'm not. You know. I'm not doing anything major. But you know what I'm saying? Support the people around. You know, when I go go on vacation, I want to support the vendors, the people around. I don't want to buy a gift at the airport. I want to buy it from somebody on the street. Somebody there. The people. That's the stuff I want to do. So, I like that. I wonder if there was any TV house you could rent, what would be the one that you would rent? Yeah, I'm 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 taking feedback. You can tweet at me. I'm gonna create a little email here that you guys can send send email questions to. Tweet at me, yell at me, DM me, whatever. But what TV house would you rent? Um they they just made the Fresh Prince house available. And it's a little it doesn't look exactly like the one on the TV show. And I, I know the TV show is a set, but the purist in me was expecting a little bit more of the set to be into the actual house. So all they did was show the actual house in the front and throw jazz out of it. They never had the set. You know, the set wasn't there. So that doesn't wasn't built exactly the same. So it just doesn't have the same essence for me. Honestly, seeing the Fresh Prince house inside actually kind of ruined it for me. And then everybody could stay in there for 30 bucks. I mean, like what, man, I was. I want to like, I want, I'd pay more to stay in one that was built like the actual set. That's the Airbnb concept. Build the homes, build Airbnbs that look exactly like the place. Like in San Francisco, I need a full house. I need a full house Airbnb. The Danny Tanner, I want, you know, 150 bucks a night. Danny Tanner house. You and your four friends get to stay at the full house house. Come on. That's that's what we really need. But if I could pick, I, you know, Fresh Prince House was an easy one for me. I mean, you really can't beat a, a Bel Air mansion with a, with a pool and a pool house and a butler. Um, it's hard to top. It really is. But um, off top of my head, if I could pick any other, any other TV house that I rent or want to stay in, that one that just kind of, hmm, like, oh, that, that was a nice house. Uh... It's tough, but I felt like Sister Sister had a great house. T and Tamara had a good house. They had a strong. A lot of houses will look the same, like the Cosby Show. Ooh, ooh, now, uh, yeah. Cliff and Claire had a pretty good brownstone in New York. That's yeah. I'm gonna have to go that. I have to go that one. But the Sister Sister house, they had a pretty. They had a good. They had a good amount of space. 
I need a little more square footage. I want to make another another statement for you guys. And I know that sneakers has been giving us a lot of L's this year. We've experienced a lot of loss. And sneakers, Nike, things that we love, just giving us more L's. Constantly, week, not every week. I don't, I don't try a sneaker every week. But every other week, getting my hopes up for a brand new sneaker from Nike. Only to see that my entry wasn't selected. I, I, I feel like I met the criteria to be selected, just like Isaiah Thomas. But I wasn't. Is it the size of sneaker that I'm selecting? Does my debit card not go through the same? I can use credit. Doesn't matter. But I've realized what I need to do. And I need to go into every sneaker release optimistic. I'm done. I'm done with the negativity. I'm going to start speaking positive and absolutes about I'm getting these sneakers. The Union, Jordan 4s are coming up. And uh, people were laughing at me. I put it on my Instagram story. Can't wait to get these. People are like, shh. Fool. Look at this. Look at this. Look at hey, hey. This nigga's being optimistic. Look at this nigga. This nigga is look at this positive patty. But yeah, I'm getting those. And I'm, I'm gonna check back on this this show. I don't have anything else to check in on. And I'm gonna I'm gonna show you guys the the fruits of my labor, of my optimism. I'm getting those sneakers. I'm gonna start speaking positively over this. But really, I want you guys to know this this fate with sneakers, we chose this. This was our own doing. We chose to be sneakerheads. And the thing about it is, we know that we love the sneakers that are hard to get. That's what does it. We desire the exclusivity. Once everybody start, man, once everybody started wearing foams, when's the last time you seen somebody wear foams? Man, once everybody started wearing this, wearing that, just kind of, ah, boy, just running into the dirt. So you guys chose this. Then you did it. You did it to yourself. I listen. I, I accept it. What it is, I take my losses gracefully. This this is the game. So you 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 have to know the game that you're entering into. I feel like a wire OG. Like I know the game. I've not listen. Just like that game is dead or in jail. The sneakers game is either. Complete disappointment or utter win. Most disappointment. Mostly disappointment. Mostly. But when you get that win, it, it counts a lot. And so I'm putting positive juju out there for everybody. Because fall's coming up. Yep. And we, you know, this is my, this is my season. This is, this is the season. I, I'm, a, I'm a big pro fall guy. And really because, you know, I'm a guy, traditionally, I've been a chubby guy. So hoodies work for unfit guys like me. Like, it's just less visibility to our sins. You know, everybody with abs, man, you had a good summer. Just easily just go to the pool, shirt off. Boop, boat, shirt off. It could be a day party, unbuttoning, shirt. You know, big guys, man, we just sweating. Just holding it in, man. Just holding it. Just trying to keep it together. Trying to find a shirt that doesn't give you a nice, good B cup when people see you. You know, some, you know, hide your sins. That's what you're looking to do. 
and hoodies and that type of season. It, it, it's a great equalizer. It, it's a time for styling. And as guys, you know the the you know you got your layering, you got your hoodies, you got your jackets, pants, sweats, a lot of options. If somebody's trying to hide their sins, this is the this is the season for you. This is it. It's time to get cozy. And it's not it's not extreme. That's the good part about it. It's like spring would be great if it didn't rain all the time. But fall? Fall, man. Oh man, a little light jacket. Ooh, a little light jacket does it for me. And fall is peak for social gatherings. Homecomings, football tailgates, state fairs, Halloween, Thanksgiving. That's the time when we all link up, man. That's when we go outside. Not when it's 104. It's not, it's not what it is, man. And there's not too many, you know, I I can see where the holiday season, like Christmas season, is the best probably holiday season, period. But fall has fall is just the strongest of the four seasons. It's got the it's got the strongest case. I'm, I'm a, I know what you're thinking. For me to be pushing all this big pro fall propaganda, no, I'm not. Big fall is big autumn is not in my pocket. Nope. It's my own it's my own feelings. How I feel. Speaking of, uh, speaking of holiday season. The tweet of the week comes from uh, underscore Tamsy with, let me just go ahead and pull this up here. This is a heater and it's a good old eggnog slander. Now, me personally, I haven't even had eggnog in so long. I, I haven't had eggnog, whoo, years, man, for me to even remember what it what it tastes like. But uh, underscore Tamsy said, eggnog is cold French toast batter. And y'all be lapping it up. Green sick face emoji. <laughs> it's art. That is art. Uh, eggnog is cold French toast batter. Y'all be lapping it up. Just, just downing it. Getting it all in your mustache. and Spending your evening in an ugly Christmas sweater with liquor and dairy just competing in your stomach for, for autonomy. That's why I just avoid eggnog. I, I'm not a, I don't want any dairy in my, when, when it's time to drink, I got to pick which one I'm doing. Is this a dairy evening or is it a drinking evening? My stomach doesn't have enough capacity for both. It doesn't. I have to decide which one, which one I'm going to do. But that, that, that dairy be knocking to come out. Pre-game's just warming up. Now I'm in, now I'm, I got a problem. You can't take a dump at somebody else's pre-game or Christmas sweater party. You got to go home, man. You got to have some class. I'm not going to be known for taking a shit at Daryl's house during an ugly Christmas sweater party. There's a lot of things I don't want to factor in that could go wrong. Say it doesn't, you don't know Daryl's toilet. Say, say it wasn't ready for somebody to go number two. Now you done... You gotta pull Daryl out of the party. Let Daryl know, hey man, listen, I uh, I know you were just expecting people to come over and drink and have a good time. Not anybody have to uh, expected everybody to take a dump before they got here. That's a that's an unwritten rule of hosting. If I open up my house, I expect you to take care of your dump before you come there. Don't come to my house 
undumped. You know what I'm saying? You felt you felt the shit in your bladder before you came. Before you left, ah, man, you know what? I probably should. But you came to my house anyway and decided that this bathroom was okay for you to defecate in. And that, that was your first mistake. And it's going to be your last one at my house because I'm going to kick you on my bathroom. Actually, I'm okay with you taking shit at my house. But I'd prefer, I'd prefer that you... I'm okay with it because that gives me a free pass to take shit at your house. Now Now that you've, you've opened up that door, it's okay. I'll listen, I'll let you take shit at my house. That lets me know. Listen, if I'm down and out, going back to your crib. I know that I'll feel comfortable. You've crossed the poop threshold with me. And that that's where, that's where you get close when you cross that threshold. Pooping. All right. Before anybody else leaves, leaves me here, if you're... If you're still dealing with this, you know, this is so one. If you're still dealing with this, God bless you. God bless you. Couple more, couple more topics here. Things I saw this week that kind of stood out to me. LeBron and AD after they clinched the Western Conference Finals. Not clinched, won the Western Conference Finals. And uh they did their interviews and they had a video of, you know, when LeBron and AD, because of course, after the team wins. You know, the media wants to kind of interview the big guys, the guys who, who hit the game winning shot, who was the main leading scorer. LeBron and AD is who the media wants to get some extra airtime with. And as everybody else is, you know, icing up, taking everything down, wiping X's and O's off the chalkboard. See old Goat James going around the room. Every single player in AD, giving them depth. Every single person had a unique handshake. Or just a just a handshake if you're if that's not your thing. If you don't have that relationship with Bron, that's okay. He still wanted to let you know everybody in the room is important. And my first thought watching this is just man, man, it's uh it's really nice to be in that that NBA bubble and don't have to deal with the concerns of COVID um, because I haven't dapped up multiple people in a room. I mean, and like I was saying, I would give anything to do that right there just to just to dap up people I appreciate. Let them know, hey man, listen, this strong dap, palm to palm to action that we're doing here, it's because I appreciate you. And that's what LeBron James, the GOAT. That's what he did, man. I was just that 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 you know, no mask, just dap vibes. It's beautiful. And everybody in the room is important. That's you know, that's something all LeBron's former teammates say about him. It's how he treats everybody in the building. No matter what your job is, it's going to treat you like you're important. And I think that's something that we all should do. It's, it's easy. It's so easy to just treat people like, like a decent human being. It's so easy. Uh, and I don't I, I really. It's I, I think that's just how I was raised. But also, I don't have the balls to always be an asshole to people. You like. Do you really like? Can somebody just check you sometimes? I bet you wouldn't really know how to. You wouldn't know how to handle it. People just think they can just shit on people all the time. I just I don't think that's right. But LeBron dapping up everybody, Lakers staff, guy at the end of the bench, guy tapes up ankles, assistant coaches, trainers, everybody gets a dap because everybody plays a role, and that that right there is leadership. That right there, that's what sets apart people who don't go to 10 straight final or 10 finals. It's not 10 straight. People go to 10 finals, people who don't. That right there shows it. Real leader. And more importantly, 
not more importantly, also shout out to Adam Silver and whoever created this bubble idea. Because they brought back Dappin. When's the last time we've seen it? It's been a minute, man. It's been a minute since you've seen people seeing each other and giving touch-to-touch appreciation. Just on the debate last night, they didn't shake hands. They stood on opposite sides of the stage for social distancing to encourage it. You just don't see daps anymore. Speaking of the debates, um, did remember. It's one thing to... I didn't want to talk too much because you guys, you guys, I made it clear where I stand on that. I mean, listen, I'm going with Biden. I'm I'm going straight, straight blue down the ticket. So listen, if that, that bothers you, sorry, I'm sorry, but just can't stand for, uh, can't stand for, this is where I align on things. So um, I already knew that going into the debate. So things like, you know, Trump not having any policy, you know. I I don't want to get into the policy part because that's that's not that's not funny. Um, I don't see the funny part. It's frustrating. It's real life, people. It's real shit. You're talking about healthcare, people losing healthcare, man. Dude, I I first time I voted was for Obama. So when he did the Affordable Health uh, Affordable Healthcare Act, that allowed me to have health insurance until I was 26. So that was for, you know what I'm saying? That directly benefited me. So something like just, just one issue. We just look at healthcare. And to me, other people having healthcare or basic human rights isn't like something that I feel like is a debate. Like you can have a, (laughs) other people's rights isn't something that to me is a debate. It's just, how are you going to debate? How are you going to tell me I don't have rights? Like, who are you? Just, I, the audacity of people. I, I That to me isn't something, so I don't, because I'm, that, I feel that way. I don't see it funny. I, you know, it, it's hard for me sometimes to make it funny because, man. But the president would not condemn white supremacists. And that's scary, man. That's <laughs> scary, man. He's, he gave a direct signal to the Proud Boys. Like, he was like, denounce white supremacists. He's like, <laughs> That's gang. He just like, he shouted him out. He didn't even, he didn't denounce. He shouted him out. When asked about what he would do about race, he dared Biden to say law and order when asked about racism. So listen, (laughs) if you didn't learn anything, if you felt like, hey man, this debate is, uh, you know, man, you know, when it came to issues on race, man, you know, really it's one of the same, man. You know, it's both two devils. Man, wake up, man. Get into get into reality, man. Get into reality. Listen, I know, I know things aren't as perfect and left leaning, and you know the things that you might want from Biden to, you know to, you know. Listen, I can work with at least having some type of sensibility that what's going on and as racism is wrong. That at least you can say that, and we can at least have some policies and things that. Are safe for people. I like. I'm not looking for voting to always be like a silver bullet for liberation. Let's start there. That's not what I think it is. But understanding politics, there's a lot of real issues that are tied into it. When you have healthcare, immigration, um, gay rights, um, women's rights, 
um, you know, affirmative action, uh, discrimination laws, all these things. Um, these are all progressions that have happened over the years. And to say, you know, a lot of people are giving this attitude like, yeah, you know, voting doesn't matter. You know, have things changed? Yes, the fuck they have. They, things are not the same as they've been in, you know, 1954 is not 2020. And in some good ways and in some bad. 1954, you could work at Macy's, put your kids through college. Cost of living was different. Going to college was a big deal if you could. You could work a job and the cost of things wasn't wasn't crazy as it is now. But you don't have the same advantages in, in certain things that you have now. You got internet, mobile porn, Uber. Society is advanced. It's, it's amazing. But you don't, the thing that we don't want to do is going back on progress that keeps the vulnerable of us safe. Meaning, I'm voting because it's things that affect me, but also I know that there's marginalized people who it affects even more. And I think one of the things that is frustrating as well from people who are, you know, kind of tired of the vote, you know, pushing the voting narrative is people who are trying to shame people to vote, saying that it's on the marginalized people responsibility is also a bad narrative on the flip side as well. Because by and large, black women showed up and voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016. And not only that, black women by and large decided to start to run for office after that. And to say, you know, all progress, you know, there's no there's no progress, there's no uh you know, there's nothing that's changed is just that's not rooted in historical accuracy. I mean, you could the fact that you can go out to a restaurant and not have to eat around back is pro his progress for you. That that's something different. Just being the there there is there are things that we're talking about survival for people. I have to vote in a way that best in that civic duty benefits the people I care about. And that's it. All you have to do is just vote one day. We're not saying we're like it's okay if you have some feelings about the candidates and you want to critique. You're in, I do that too. You have well within that right to critique things. But to discourage other people from voting or to even place the blame on poor and marginalized people who are being targeted for voter suppression anyway to say that it's their fault is wrong too. Both y'all need to sit, sit down and get to reality. And realize that there is a targeted effort to keep people, brown, poor people, felons of all races, to not vote. There's been a, there's, voter suppression is real. They're not quiet about it. They're being very much in the open about it. And if, if there was no value in voting, they wouldn't be trying so hard to suppress it. So don't, so wake up. But don't also, at the same time, if you are voting trying to shame and blame poor and marginalized people. That's not, that's not fair. A lot of those people are showing up. So it's more important for us to kind of identify what, 
what is right and wrong in our society, what we what we want to deal with, what we don't want to deal with. Let's let's call those things out. Let's call it head on. And realize that if you're blaming the oppressed or marginalized person, you're victim blaming. That's not like that's not that's not fair. It's not right. You know, black people didn't put themselves in slavery or put themselves in segregation. A black person didn't create Jim Crow. Jim Crow, I Jim Crow is definitely that's a white name. I just know it is. And you know, you can't blame people for their oppression. So so don't do that. It's not fair. Uh Get you guys to some reoccurring themes that I have here on this good old potty cast. Some things that I want to give you guys week over week. Have some consistency, as they as the kids like to say. Um, so want to give you guys the food history fact of the week. Uh and then I'm gonna do one other thing that's kind of lame at the end, but Food history. I'm really intrigued by food history. I'm like, who was the first person to eat eggs? Who was the, you know, who was the first person to crack it open? Say, no, no, just skillet that thing or mix it to make bread. That person was a pioneer. I want to give those people, those are the people we need to highlight. Not Henry Ford. He didn't invent anything, but an assembly line and industrialism. That's it. It's not a, not a big deal. Now, William A. Mitchell, who we're going to cover today, he's uh, from Minnesota. Let me tell you, man, this guy invented Cool Whip, Pop Rocks, and Tang. Just a trifecta of childhood memories. Now, I'm not big on Cool Whip, uh, I'll be honest, but I can respect the ingenuity there. I can respect that. that I can respect. And Pop Rocks and Tang. Not big in all three, but I can respect what they, the impact that they've had on our society. And for one guy, I mean, one guy to create that really had the hot hand. Um, yeah, William A. Mitchell. And just to create some of these things, I mean, he created these, uh, like Tang was created in 19... 19- 57. A lot of these things are created for Nassau. So being the first country to go to space was like big then. Um, You could probably find a lot of good podcasts on the Cold War and uh, things like that. But that's not what I'm going to go into here today. A lot of things I would like to, but we're going to keep it focused. But um, this guy was born in 1911. Shout out to the noobs. Cues, you had a couple of months, you could have joined it a better one. Um, that's that's your decision. I won't say better. I'm just joking. I don't want anybody yelling at me about a fratty stuff. Too old for that. 1956, he created Pop Rocks as well. So like in the 50s, he was just blowing people's mind. He'd be the first person who tried Pop Rocks. He put that candy on his tongue and it starts popping. I bet that first batch too might have might have made a real pop pop in your mouth. Might have did something. That I'd be interested to see. Who was the first person to try a pop rock? What were their 
what were their stories? What were what could they experience? What were their experiences like? I don't. I might have would have lost it. You're a bold pioneer. So shout out to William A. Mitchell. But the amazing thing about about this William A. Mitchell guy, and I don't want to. This is the part that I want to get into. His daughter Cheryl helped pioneer plant-based milk. So the Mitchells just have a hot hand. I mean. Talk about crushing it in food inventions because plant-based milk has changed my life, revolutionized things. I started out with the almond milk. I've I've been very vocal here about my problems with lactose. Now, it's not that bad, really. It really isn't. But I also have grown to not like just kind of like the taste of milk. It's, it's not that great to me. It just, it's for the baby cow. It's not for me. But plant-based milk, I can get with. If people say it's weird to have what? Almonds and water mixed together. That's more weird than drinking the actual cow milk from the cow titty made for the baby. You you don't drink other humans' lactated milk. So, But the cows, we determine that's okay. And I'm weird for almond milk. But anyway, that it's it's pioneer. It's changed a lot of things for me. I I personally now I'm on the oat milk. Oat milk is very elite. Um, it's like just a little oatmeal water. Mm, perfect milk. Gotta leave the actual. I know Big Dairy is gonna be after me after this podcast. I realized that I didn't I didn't plan on taking on Big Dairy in the very first episode, but here we are. Here we are. That's uh that's where we are with this things. Um, I do want to leave you guys with one other thing. Uh, we'll close on a motivational quote. Now I know that's kind of lame. Like who wants to, but it's something that I would do at work for my team. I would say a motivational quote every day. Like when we're doing our little morning kickoff calls. So maybe you might need a little encouragement out there yourself too. Thought you were just going to just laugh and just rant about things. Thought, thought I was just going to. Just give you content and not try to help you be a better person. Kind of what kind of savage you think I am? What kind of self-serving loser do you think I am? I got to give back to the people as well. So when I always look up for quotes, I'm always intrigued by the anonymous. I know I'm, I'm ranting again, but I'm always intrigued by why is this quote say anonymous? And it makes me think if they didn't, you wouldn't be sharing a quote. And not attributing who said it. I, you know, I think that's kind of wrong. Like, uh, how come all these other quotes have the author? So if anything that says anonymous, I just assume a woman or a black person wrote it. Or a combination or a black woman wrote it. Because those are the people who wouldn't get credit in 1833 for saying something smart about life. So we're going to go with an anonymous person. Whoever this is, I want you to get your credit one day. Just like William A. Mitchell did for his Pop Rocks and Cool Whip and Tang. Strong trifecta for American snacks. I like that. I, I respect people who I respect people who hit greatness more than once. That's the thing about that that food invention, that food fact for me. Is that he could have quit at Cool Whip. He could have been like, man, listen, I already, you know, I listen, I'm the Cool Whip guy. But he said, man, listen. I got some candy for y'all as well. No, no, no. 
you ain't gonna eat this candy. This candy's gonna eat your mouth. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Drops pop rocks on us. Then comes back. Then doubles back with another album with the tang. He didn't quit. Kind of like LeBron in year 17. William A. Mitchell in year 17 was still giving off strong food things. Now, let me go back and check if he was a racist or not. Because now that changes things. He was born in 1911. Did a lot of his patents in the 50s. Ooh. Hmm. All right, we're going to have to go back. We're going to have to go back in uh, all white people over 60. We have to vet their record. It's just the times we're in now. We we understand things a little bit better now. So we just got to vet your record before we praise you. We just got to just make sure. We just got to make sure where you stand. Make sure you didn't say anything racist or anti-Semitic. You know, can't be praising you, uh, your inventions, and then come to find out, you know, you were quoting Hitler. I can't. It's not not for me, but for right now, Bill Mitchell, old Billy, we salute you and your inventions. But boy, people are really going to complain about my tangents. But anonymous quote here: If you want to achieve greatness, stop asking for permission. Let me say that again. From anonymous, which means it was probably some forgotten press person in society. But if you want to achieve greatness, stop asking for permission. There you go. Don't ask for for permission. Ask for forgiveness. Go all out there. Trailblaze. Do your own thing. Don't shrink yourself. And listen, I did this podcast. I probably should ask for forgiveness. I just ranted for like an hour. Just me. No interview. No back and forth. Just my thoughts. This is criminal. This is. This this is wrong. This is wrong of me. But here we are. And I didn't ask for permission. So take that with you guys. And I'll talk to you next week. It's been Life Offstage.